Leading Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports tips, ratings and education which enables you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com and start boosting your betting bank immediately. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Winning Edge Racing Review Show. Before we catch up on the weekend's racing, just want to touch on a couple of winning services from the weekend. On Saturday, Dean's Tips had another winning day thanks to Nick and Over at $9 in Brisbane. It was also another winning day for John's Analytics, and this is a service on fire in recent weeks. It was also a profitable day for Trial Spy. We're now going to catch up with Cameron O'Brien from our WA Tips and Rating Service. How are you, Cam? I'm good, Brad. Thank you very much. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How was the weekend for you? Pretty good? Yeah, it was. Um, had a good weekend again in WA. Look, we didn't actually do much. On Saturday, uh, as I outlined to my subscribers, there was quite a few favourites that looked like they were right in the race, but not really backables. A few of those won. Um, and so we, we didn't, you know, the, the important thing was we didn't do any damage by betting around them. We only had two bets on the day uh, and they were both only small bets on a couple of value runners. We didn't get a winner in either of those two bets, but we, as I say, we outlaid very little. And then um, we had more action on Sunday at uh, Pinjarra and we... Uh, Finished the week with a decent bet on a on a seven dollar winner and end up with a really nice weekend. So yeah, to cap off a really nice week and a nice few weeks actually in Perth, it's been a good good little period. Fifteen point five units profit for the week at one hundred and eighty two percent profit on turnover. You'll take that. Oh, yeah, I'll take one hundred and eighty two percent profit on turnover any week <laughs> you want to give it to me. So yeah, absolutely, it's a really really good week. Let's hope it continues. Yeah. For sure, uh, and and we've got a lot of racing coming up too. There's, as I told my subscribers in in email, we've got uh, this week. We don't tend to have anything, as most people probably know, on a Monday, Tuesday in Perth. But this week we've got Ascot on Wednesday, uh, Pinjarra on Thursday, Albany on Friday, Ascot and Geraldton on Saturday, and Bunbury on Sunday. And I'll be looking at probably all of those. You know, Geraldton Saturday, as long as I get enough time, you know, behind obviously the Ascot meeting. But um, yeah, there's one, two, three, potentially six meetings I'll be looking at in five days in WA this week. So there's a lot, a lot on. The, the tracks are dry. That we, uh, the weather's fine. Tracks are dry, so the, the form works out. So yeah, I'm happy for you know, I'm I'm happy to put in the extra yards for for extra meetings when it's like this. It's um, I'm looking at the, the Bureau of Meteorology right now, and the the temperatures in Perth this week are going to be 34, 38, 39, 40, 40, 40, 32. So it's it's uh, it's going to be dry tracks, and they'll they'll play fair and. That's when the ratings work best, basically. So we'll look back on the meeting at Ascot, and it was Kingston Town Classic Day, but we're going to start with yeah. race two, which was actually um, arguably the best race of the day. Yeah. So this was the lowest prize money race today, with $50,000, a restricted race over 1,100 metres, and it brought a very interesting horse to town called Dissel Tester, who had had uh, one start for one win the maiden at Bunbury on the 24th of November a couple of weeks earlier and had gone really, really well. Rate 103, which is big for a maiden, but just, just jumped to the lead and just travelled. And just and it did 103 plus. Like, it was it was absolutely eased and just, just you know, given a really easy time. Um, now, in the race also was a horse called Zanaze, who uh, we had backed its previous start when it won nicely for us. Uh, it's the one we talked about last week, of course, who, um, you know, backed up, who, you know, I said the big horse had a big head that it stuck it, it stuck its big head out on the line. I said it was worth following because it hadn't, hadn't really... Um, sort of expended any energy, it, 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 it had missed a run and, you know, just didn't just did what it had to do at the last few 50 metres or so in order to win. But unfortunately, it's come up against Dissel Tester. Now, 
Zanese had gone 104 the start before, and then 99 winning last week when when when, when he did it without, as I say, without expending you know excess amounts of energy. Uh, and there's another good horse in the race called City Circle, but they've gone around 12 and 13 dollars each, and this thing this will test you with its easy 103. It's gone around a dollar 22, and has one like Black Caviar. It just it, it just pinged the, the the box of the gates again, went to the front, just cruised, and um and just Pike just didn't really ask her for much in the run of the line. She's rated 111 and done that again with more in the tank. It's at least 112 effectively because she was just eased and just took it easy in the last bit. It's obviously a very serious four-year-old mare who, yeah, I'm not sure why she started racing so late. Um, I mean, she trialed, started trialing a year ago, had a trial in December 2018 and then had 11 months before she had another trial. So obviously something's happened there, but um, they've taken their time with her and this is a very, very serious mare. Um, she's rated, as I said, 111. It's the highest rating for any horse who won on that program. Um, it's uh, Gala Chop rated higher in the Kingston Town. And I'll explain when we get to Kingston Town why Casey didn't rate as high. Um, but uh, but this will test you has done, yeah, 111 plus, just absolutely bolting. So we're looking at a really good horse. Tendonitis in her front legs. Okay. So that's what held her back. And I think they're going to race her in a one metric win race at Ascot uh, Saturday week over 1,200. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see what, what she jumps at and what she can do. Yeah, she'll go around 90 cents, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good price, too, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. They're going to keep her the one metro win races. Obviously taking it very easy, but um, maybe they're not sure of her soundness in overall. But, yeah, she's got ability just out of this, you know, out of this world, really, as far as... Uh, as far as that goes, so yeah. When did you say that race was? In a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, so two weeks time. So yeah. um, Saturday week. Yeah, well, I won't be won't be betting, won't be backing <laughs> her, won't be betting on the race. I wouldn't think. But yeah, we, you know, the other good thing about her is she begins beautifully. Like she jumps a length in front of them, um, and you do that, you take a lot of the problems of a horse race out of the equation. You know, she she is going to take a quick one to lead her, so she's never going to be back in the pack you know, held up looking for luck or whatever. She just makes her own luck in front by being just a, yeah, just, just beautiful out of the barriers. So yeah, it's, it'd be a good horse to be a part of. I hope, I hope she stays sound because you want, you want good horses like this to be out there and racing. And she's, well, yeah, you know, taking her time to get to the track, but she's very good. Yeah. The trainer, Adam Durant said he's, he's confident she'll measure up in group ones, but um, oh, just yeah, wants to make yeah. sure she stays sound. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's what I was suggesting before. Maybe they're just making sure that she's sound and not, you know, 100% sure. So they're taking their time. And that's, yeah, that's very, very sensible, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, that's, we'll watch with great interest. Maybe she'll have a start or two and then go for a spell. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's going to, she measure up wherever she goes, really. And we haven't, she's not, she's done 112 effectively and she did that in reserve, really. So what her, true top one day will be is what's going to be interesting. So hopefully she stays sound, as we just said. Yeah, another exciting horse from the West. It's amazing how many good ones, you know, how many good ones come from there. And Zanage will be keen to keep following him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not at the level of a horse like like, like her. But, um, and he was well off there, uh, well off the pace. He's done 99 again. I'd, I'd be looking at it for one more run here because he's, he's had about six runs this prep or something now. But... He's a pretty genuine horse. He tries very hard. So, yeah, I'd be looking. If he could get into the right race and not run into one like her, then, yeah, I'd be looking. He'd be a solid chance. And now moving on to the Listeer Classic, and it was Ophelia Santa Brianna who finished hard to beat the favourite Massimo. 
she went the best in the race for mine. She um, got to a new top. It wasn't, it wasn't a new level, just a bit better than the previous top. Went 103. Uh, the, 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 the favourites were all around the lead. Like Massimo, who's the favourite, he went well enough. He went 105 and he's gone pretty well. War Saint and Labour Rod sort of had their chances on pace, but she just got over the top of them and, um, and she was strong. She was strong on the line. She was, she, so she was the one I'd want to be following most out of the race again. Massimo's a solid horse. I mean, he did, he, 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 if she's just not there, then he wins that race pretty well, goes 105 and you say, yeah, he is going well and he would have won four in a row. Um, but yeah, he just found her a bit better. Labour Rod, as I say, War Saint had their chance. Uh, but yes, Santa Brianna uh, looks a looks a pretty progressive type. Um, you know, she was back from the mile, which is why she was so strong. And and but she found the, found the, yes, as I found the line really solidly. She's um uh, she's progressive. I'll be looking to see for how she goes over further when she becomes four year old. And she had the form around Tuscan Queen and KC. So I guess if you knew KC yeah. was going to win the the Group One, you'd be pretty keen to back Santa yeah. Brianna. Yeah, well, it was a good, it was a good form line. I mean, as I, as I said it, 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 last week, it, it wasn't as sort of um, uh, as good as you know the Arcadia Queens of, of last year, but it was a solid form line. And as you said, KC has come out of that form and ridden close to the pace, has been able to find new level in the Kingston Town. Um, so yeah, it, it was good. And, but uh, Santa Brianna strikes me as a good mile of the two thousand meters going ahead, so it'd be a nice horse to be a part of. In the Jungle Dawn Classic, we had Beautiful Mind taking out the race for Lindsay Smith and Dean Yendel. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't rated all that high. They walked in front. It, it and the Kingston Town were both sit sprints. Um, but uh, but it, it, Beautiful Mind basically just held its form. Uh, went Was favourite, had the right run. And it's, it, it did what it had to. In those, in those sit sprints like that, it's hard for a horse to really rate high because they can't... If they're going too slow in front, they can't... Um, they can't get to a point where they can run, you know, they can't run sub, run sub 20 sectionals for the final 400 metres, for example. So, you know, when, when they go so slow, uh, they can also, they're all sort of sprinting at their absolute top. Beautiful Mind won the race because it was able to repeat its form, hold its form. But I'd be forgiving those who settled back in the, in the field and, and didn't really get a look in because it wasn't run to suit us up some of those back. Yeah. Uh, and small margins, very small margins in the race. So it hasn't really rated high. A bit, of, a bit of a mess, a bit of a messy sort of equation that race, and so yeah, it's it's it, you you wouldn't sort of you wouldn't bank on it being a really strong form race, but you wouldn't bank on horses not coming out of it. It's sort of you almost got to kind of ignore it in a way because of the fact that it was just slowly run and they all just finished in a bunch. Um, yeah, it's a sort of a bit of a, a bit of a mess. You, you don't want them going that slow in front, really. Yeah, yeah, it was a good ride by Dean Yenil to yeah to, to go at that yeah. pace. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. And you can pinch it, and get away with it there. But um, I mean, as I say, I'd, I'd be very forgiving of the ones who were, who were back in the field in that one. And then in the scale of stakes, we had the Kelt is a bit of an, an enigma, isn't he? He won the race at twenty six dollars, I think it was. Quite dominant in, in the end. Only won by half a length, but yeah, he was strong. Quite nicely. Sure. Yeah, he did. Uh, it, it, you're right. It looked sort of it looked more dominant than than the half length suggests, didn't it? Because he because he really sort of just powered past them and on the line was going away. Um, it, it also hasn't rated high. The favourite Flirtini didn't didn't fire. She she went to a, a new top uh, in a winter bottom, but she hasn't held. She was pretty one pace and grinding, and so as a result, the race yeah it, it hasn't really gone all that high. The Kelp has basically just repeated. He's pretty consistent at one hundred seven to one hundred eight kind of level, and he's basically repeated that kind of that kind of figure. Um, the race was sort of moderately run, but not too bad. Vela Road is in good form, as repeated. Vela Road's now done 106. His last 
four runs and five of his last seven. So he's you know very consistent Raider. Um, Advocator Ruffy went went okay. Stage man prep's getting a bit long. Stage man ran fourth. I think prep's getting a bit longer. They've been up for a long time with it. Um, it it tries hard and keeps putting in, but uh, you know yeah it, it's it's not actually gone to its best this time. It's done 108, 107 pretty much every run its last six or seven runs. It's gone back to 103, so it might be an end of prep run for it. But yeah, the Celt went well, benefited by the fact that uh, uh, Flotini was not able to hold her form. I mean, she she was beating 2.4 lengths and she's gone four and a half lengths worse than what she went in the winter bottom. So that just sort of shows where the race was at. Favourite didn't perform and so something else at odds was able to, able to get up. The race rated a bit lower than it otherwise would have. There's a lot of money for Flotini. They obviously thought she'd back up. Yeah, uh, they, that's right. And there's been a lot of money for... Lately, she's been very well supported. So they did think she'd back up, but she didn't. They're not, you know, they're not able to continue to do it. They're not machines. They, um, at some point, flesh and blood like us, they'll, uh, they'll be a bit gutted. And um, and she she ran on well in the winter bottom, and she, you know she won really well the start before when it was put on for her. Um, she's had a great prep, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that, whether that's an end of prep run for her, I don't know. Um, you know. Maybe she's a slight query at the 1400 as well, although she's gone okay at it as a three-year-old. Um, hard one to really know. The trainer will know more about how she's gone there than, than us with how she pulls up. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, maybe they went to the well one too many times too quickly with the backup. Yep. And in the Kingston Town Classic, we had KC taking out the race. Um, beautiful ride by Stephen Parnham, 50 kilos, and it was a quite dominant win. Yeah, yeah, it was a great ride. So she's we've talked about her, and she she's one who just had been getting back a bit far. Tuscan Queen beat her home when Casey ended up last a couple of starts before and, and, and she'd been getting home and working working home, getting back, sorry, and working home, but she, she'd she been setting herself too much of a task. When she boxed or third or fourth in a run as she was, you know, that was, yeah, that was, uh, she was able to then find a turn of foot. She had a turn of foot and she'd shown that from coming from back, but then she was able to maintain that same turn of foot from on pace because Gaylo Chop went pretty well. Um, as I said in my preview, he, you know, he's a, He's a horse who was going okay earlier this prep. We went 114 in the Underwood, and that was more like 115, you know, because he was wide. And he just had a, and he went pretty well in the Ladbroke Stakes, and he just went had a couple of bad ones at Mooney Valley and Flemington. But he's gone to the front, which is how he likes to race. Gone to the front, and he's gone 113, and he had a kick. And, you know, he, he ran to that bend, and he had a bit of a kick. And for a good couple of hundred metres, he looked the winner. Um, but, but she was, yeah, put in the right spot by Steve Farnham, as you said, and she... Um, and she got up on that rail and just kept finding in the weight relief. She had 50 kilos. He had 59. Um, at nine kilos difference, she was able to go to the top. So he rated 113. She rated 107. So what I said before was, you know, yeah, so uh, uh, this will test just gone 111. Casey's gone 107. But the reason is, of course, because Casey's gone around with 50 kilos, you know, um, and, and so she therefore doesn't rate as high. But Galo Chop, who went around with 59, therefore rates 113. But that's obviously the nature of weight grade racing. Um, best of days closed it out well and showed that you know he's still in solid form. He hadn't had much luck in his. As I also said in my preview, in the two runs prior to the railway, when 113 the railway's gone 112 here. He'd um uh, he'd been he's 112 13. He's absolute top 114 when he won the Kennedy Mile last year. Uh, when 113 he's gone 113 a couple of times. So yeah, he's, he's gone close to his top. Closed it out well. Uh, Superstorm was okay. Regal Powell was the best from the back for mine. He just uh, this was also a very slow, quite a slow pace. They've come home in the final 422.88, um, and it's pretty hard to 
to run to run run them down from last if they're going to run twenty two eighty eight. You know, this is all saying before you can't run, they can't run, you know, sub twenty one, sub twenty sectionals. You know, so there's, there's just a limit to how quick they can go. Um, but so Regal Power really didn't have any chance from coming from back in the end, given the way the race was run. He's gone two lengths lower than what he went in the railway when he won there. Um, Gatting, who I you know thought was a chance in the race, got 108, same as his seventh in the railway. He had his chance. He was in the right spot, as was the winner, next to the winner in the run, but um, but just didn't have one of his peak days. He's a very often on horse, Gatting. Um, and, yeah, and, and the winner, as I say, did have the right run. And just from a sectional point of view, just looking at what they did. So the race has come home uh, in the Kingston Town in 2288, Final 400 in the Jungle Dawn, they came home in 2288 as well. So those are the two very slowly run races. Uh, and and yet in this will test his race, that means come home in 2204. So 0.84 of a second, yeah, uh, yeah quicker <laughs> than than the Kingston Town and the Jungle Dawn. And the Kingston and Jungle Dawn were both slowly run. So she yeah. had absolutely flown. Her 111, if she could translate the 111 from 1100 to 1800 metres, then she, she wins the race. With, yep. the mayor's allow- with the mayor's allowance from, um, well, she, she, she went 111. She's effectively gone 112 for 13 with easing. So, yeah, given Galo Chop went 113, she's a mayor. She gets weight trades allowance off him of, I don't know, given she's a four-year-old as well, must be two and a half, three kilos, whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, if she, if she could have done her 113 effectively in the Kingston Town leading, she would have led. You know, she would have pinged a bit in front of Galo Chop. Then, then yeah, she would have won the race. But obviously, you know. The 700 metres is the big question there. <laughs> um, Tuscan Queen, what about her? Yeah, Tuscan Queen was uh, under the odds, I thought, really. Um, not as much suited. Again, the, the, a lot of these horses weren't suited by the, by the, by the pace. Uh, and, you know, you needed to be on pace in order to be given how slowly run it was. We, Mark and I, work, um, work out a pace figure for every race. And if the pace figure goes one point naught, that means they ran exactly even to the tempo that was expected for that grade at that track over that distance. Um, yeah, the, the, the lower below one it goes, the quicker the pace, the higher above, the slower the pace. And the Kingston Town has done a 1.05, which means it's 5% slower than, um, than than what was expected for a race like that. And, and 5% is a lot. To go 5% slower than normal is quite a lot. So over an 1800 metre race, uh, if they're going to run their first 1400 metres in, say, 82 um then then instead of running an 82 they're running 86 you know that's that's five percent it's, it's quite a lot there isn't it i'm guessing that doesn't happen very often in group one races mm, yeah it, it does unfortunately no well, it, <laughs> it does it, it does it does pop up now and then um probably not probably not as much where it tends to happen is staying races you know these 2500 yeah. meter races where, where horses are not much good so they're not talking about group races here um, and not much good, and, and so that you know they don't have this real stamina to be able to see it out. And so, you, especially in the bush, you see, Mark and I just laugh sometimes at some of the some of the paces we see. With you, you, you get one point twelve, so twelve percent slower, things like this, and and, and they're just it's farcical how some of them run. But yeah, five percent slower for an eighteen hundred meter group one. Yeah, that that doesn't happen that often. It was pretty slowly run, and you know the the, the ones from the back again can be a bit forgiven. In these Group One races, do you see it going that way more often than the other way, and going out too quick? Yeah, you do more often too slow than too quick for sure, because it's yep. pretty hard to go quick unless you've got that kind of horse who is suited to that style to go out really quick in front. Um, but 
generally you'll end up with an even to moderate pace or slightly ahead of even to, to even to moderate pace. And by moderate, I'd say 1.01, so 1% slower than normal. Um, that's about a moderate pace. 1.02 is about, is getting towards slow, so 2%. Um, but 1.01 to 1.015, uh, so 1 to 1.5% slower than normal would be, um, would be about what, the norm would be and and, and that's and that's kind of about what mark and i talked the other week about what's optimal pace um and that's and that's around optimal pace where for the leader anyway so where they haven't gone too slow so there's no extra benefit but they but they've got plenty enough to be able to sprint away you know for the, for the, in the home straight um so 1.05 is yeah it's it's abnormal if i looked at you know the other ones on the day see diesel test year actually went pretty slow about three percent slow but everything else was like race three was one percent slower. Race four was half a percent quicker than par. Race race five, uh, the least steer was uh, uh, point, virtually even 0.3 of a percent slower. As I said, four percent slower for the Jungle Dawn. That was slowly run. One percent. The scale was one percent slower than normal. So that's about that moderate pace. Then five percent for the Kingston Town, and then and then three percent for the last um, last race. So yeah, it's 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 a bit abnormal, and and, and and so that's why again, yeah, be forgiving of those who didn't really run on. But Tuscan Queen, you know, as I said in the previous, she's three and a half lengths behind Arcadia Queen at the same time. She wasn't wasn't in the same grade, but but the early market was sort of marking her up as though she was. It was a, she was a bit of unders really. Sounds good. It was a bit quiet without Mark, so we've um, been able to rush through this nice and quickly, and I'll well, not rush through it, but get into some more yeah. depth in a few races today. So that's been good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I could review Sydney, but it, uh, I don't think it would be very good. <laughs> we'll leave that to Marco. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, thanks for your time. Yep, beautiful. Thanks, Brad. No worries. All right, thanks, Ken. At Winning Edge Investments, we have a team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters who review the data, crunch the figures, and assess the best betting opportunities, which are then delivered straight to your phone or inbox in real time so that you profit. 